Welcome to Flow Working, the Entrepreneur's Podcast, helping entrepreneurs tackle real-world problems in their businesses with tips, tricks, and advice from other solopreneurs. In this episode, I chat with Stephen Krause, owner of Beyond 50%, about how sitting in the uncomfortable can bring maximum growth to you and your business. Good morning. Welcome to Flow's Running Your Business session. I'm with Stephen Krause, our business ownership expert. How are you today, Stephen? I'm great, Megan. How are you? I'm doing well. We were just talking about having some fun weekends away and getting back in the swing of things. That's kind of how it is with work. <laughs> Monday yep. morning, getting back in the swing of things. So happy to be here chit-chatting a little bit all about running our businesses. And um, today, it's kind of interesting, I get to get a little vulnerable myself, which is great. But a few weeks ago, you and I had a chat about flow and my business because I had posted some stuff on Facebook about feeling stuck and being stuck and working through what that looked like. Um, so that's kind of, we're going to do the, it's been a couple of weeks since then and just kind of talk about where that went and how our conversation was and what came of that conversation. Um, Cause I think no matter where, no matter how long we've been in business, we all get stuck. We all have times where we're feeling that. So um, I'm trying to remember what it was that I had said. Maybe you remember more in that Facebook, but I know. Well, what we had, what we had talked about is, is, um, that you you had sort of felt like um, you had uh, the 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 context around it, and I I think that the Facebook post was mostly um, an expression of the feeling of of not getting the forward momentum that you had in your head. That's right. That's okay. Right. Yeah. And. And I think that's a really, really important thing to touch on, even before we talk about your specific situation. Mm -hmm. And that is that our our forward momentum is often, or, or our perception of that forward momentum is colored by uh, these expectations versus what is the reality of our forward momentum. So, I, and I think, but, but that was the context you had expressed in your video that you were frustrated because you didn't feel like you were moving forward in the way that you wanted to in certain parts of, of your business. That's right. And now I was trying to remember how our conversation started and that's right. That I was, I was saying that I was stuck and then you and I started talking and you're like, well, tell me things that you have changed. And I started talking about, um, my new partnership program that I'm opening up um, and the new, you know, like you said, that, that momentum is not happening. I know for me it was, we've come up with all these ideas, I've come up with all these creativities, but it's that revenue piece that's not quite there yet, the where I want it to be. What is it yep. that you would, you would, add, you, you do great because you being a coach, you started talking about questions, but maybe what are some questions that you would suggest when, you know, not just myself, but what, when you're feeling that lack of momentum, well, you know, what are some things we could ask ourselves to unstick? 
Yeah, the first thing or, or one of the early stage things to ask yourself is, is what would not stuck look like? You know, and, and, you know, we use the word stuck. And so if that's how we're feeling, if yeah. we're feeling like we're not getting that forward momentum, if we back up enough to say, what would it look like if I were getting the forward momentum that I think I want? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that can, that can help create an action list because you can say, okay, um, Forward momentum would look like I had 20 new contacts a week to talk about, you know, in the case of, let's say, revenue, new yeah. new people in my in my uh, sales funnel or whatever. The um, one of the things I think that that uh, we need. So, so the first question is, what would it look like if I were if I were yeah. having the momentum that I would expect? Yeah. Um, that's a, that can be a dangerous trap for entrepreneurs because what it would look like in our head mm. might be beyond our resources. It's true. And and so then you you have to temper that and the tempering generally we don't want to temper it down to oh I must be doing fine so I don't need to change anything. If you're uncomfortable with your business, you probably have something you need to change. Yeah. Okay. And that's not a universal rule. I mean, sometimes small business is hard and you might not be comfortable. Yeah. But, but if there is a tendency in your, in your thought process to feel like something's not right or something needs to change, or I don't have the momentum that I want, there's, and you probably need to evaluate what does that look like? So we ask ourselves, what, what would my world be if I were moving? But then, uh, we have to go back to, okay, what can I possibly do and what help can I get? Mm-hmm. And there are, a, you know, there are a multitude of constraints around that in terms of how many, how much time we have, how many, how much financial resource we're able to bring to bear and stuff like that, that, that help us create boundaries around what a reasonable amount of momentum is. Yeah. Right. And, and so what you, what we, we ask ourselves the question of what would the momentum look like, but then we also need to ask ourselves, what results do we expect? What's that, you know, the momentum is sort of that in process flow of, of activity and, and drive, but what results do we need in what time frame in order to you know, in the case of a startup or an early stage business, evaluate and validate the product versus, you know, getting to the point where I'm paying rent and payroll. What do those numbers look like and how far away from them, them are, am I? Mm-hmm. And then you have to go back and say, what, what do I do to fill in that gap? Right. Yeah. And then you go back to what we've talked about before is you, you look at, at what are the action items that I can take? What are the goals that I really need to meet and break those down into the bite-sized chunks of what can I do today? Yep. What do I not have the resources for today? Okay. I have to put that aside. What do I not have, um, maybe time for today, whatever. Um, but then you also need to pull those, 
those action items that you can't do today, you have to figure out when and how you are going to do them at some point in the future so that you can achieve the goals that you need to. Yeah. So it just I, the, the tying that together in terms of what questions do we ask, we need to understand that momentum and we need to understand what changes we can make. And sometimes that's not uh, that we're too close yep. sometimes to the problem to really identify those for ourselves. Yeah. And I think that was, you know, you would, you would watch that video I posted and then you're like, Hey, let's just have a conversation about it. And I've had other conversations with friends recently, or even I'm reading a book called start finishing by Charlie Gilkey. And it's same kind of thing where he's, you know, he talks about there's, you know, he's identified five areas and one of the areas where we get stuck it, well, that I'm working on is the head trash area. <laughs> and I think that, a lot of times when we're so stuck in our heads about what isn't going right, and this is business and life, and we focus on that stuff instead of, you know, what you had said to me was like, when we started talking like a few weeks ago, it's like, sounds like you're taking a lot of action, but maybe you're taking action without an end goal in mind, or where are you trying to get? And I think that for me was the, oh, okay, what, yes, I'm trying to get revenue, but let's back up one step. Okay, I'm trying to have as many conversations as I can about flow with the right humans. Okay, back up one step. How do I get those conversations on my calendar? Okay, I reach out to people I know. I ask them if they know anybody. I start networking. You know, I start putting action items on my calendar. And what's interesting is I've been taking those small actions, just those little, hey, reaching out emails. Uh, you know, and, and then making sure that every time I do talk to someone, I say, even if this isn't right for you, hey, do you know someone who? And so I'm taking the action of oh, conversation, talking about what I'm doing, and then asking for connections to someone who might be right for me, who might bring the revenue. Because I think that's one thing about getting stuck, especially for me, is that uh, someone... Uh, that I, a friend of mine know, I know said it's like um, it's like putting blinders on. So like when you're climbing a mountain, climbing on a wall, right? And so you're you're stuck in your handhold, and you're looking only here in in what's in front of you. But really, your handhold is off to the side where you actually need to go. And so having different conversations or opening your brain to what's possible. And I think that that question of what could I do or what's possible helps you pull away, you know, yeah, no, I can't do everything, but if I brainstormed what I could do and got outside of what I am, only what I am doing, that for me, that really was, you know, you had brought up in that conversation, well, you know, I was focused on one area of this is my client avatar, and you're like, I hear that you actually have three. Have you thought of that way? And I went, oh, no, I hadn't. And that, for me, opened up a different way to have different conversations with everybody, you know, that I'm, that I get on my calendar, um, instead of just trying to force everybody into one path, maybe there's different paths. Um, yeah. And I think, I think you bring up a good point and, and that kind of speaks to what I was talking about earlier as well is that the, the, the whole idea of sometimes you just have to have an objective third party to say, have you considered this? But the other thing that you just brought up, and I think it's important to mention in terms of the questions we ask ourselves is 
when we look at our behavior on a day-to-day basis, when we're in this place where we don't see the momentum that we want and we're feeling stuck, what am I doing and what is the intended outcome of that action? And is that action driving towards the intended outcomes that I really need right now or that I want? Um, and, and I put need in front of that want on purpose, mm-hmm. right? Because we need revenue and uh, we need to control cost and we want to grow and build and, you know, do these, do other things, but you, mm-hmm. and, and I don't want to say, I don't want people to, to say, oh, we do revenue. We, we shoot for revenue before all other considerations, yeah. but because I do believe in, in ethical business in a direction that you feel good about and all of that. But you do need to understand what your revenue model is going to be and and is the action that you're taking today moving towards those goals that you have or is it action that you're used to? Is it stuff that you've done because of habit? And I think we talked a little bit about habit as well. Um, and I, I don't want to go too long today. Maybe we can bring that up another time. But, but um, it, you know, you really do have to say, what are the habits that I bring to work every day right now? Yeah. And do those move or create the momentum that I need to see in my business? I want to touch on one other thing, and yeah. that is the feeling of stuck. Ah. Because, and we've talked about this a little bit before, but but in terms of what does stuck feel like? But I think a, a lot of times um, we feel stuck because our mind is focused on one piece of our business, but we're actually creating and getting benefit from momentum in maybe many other parts of our business. Yeah. Um, and we're not giving ourselves credit for that. Yeah. And so I think it's very easy for entrepreneurs and small business owners to look at the fail and not look at the success. Yep. And so, I, I think it's also important to fold that into the whole equation of how do we feel? Cause we are human Yeah, totally. and those things, those things affect us. Uh, yeah. And I, I think a lot, it, there's this weird thing that happens to us when we start businesses that we try and extrapolate the human from the business owner. And that one, that's just a really great way to not end up with a business because it's not possible. You are human first and you're a business owner, and you're a mom, and you're a spouse. There's all these ands. But first, recognizing I'm a human, I have feelings, and, you know, is that getting in the way, or does it need attention, or how is that working with me? And, and you pointed out celebrating the wins, little wins. You know, I had a goal of 20 conversations, and I got five on my calendar. Don't say to yourself, dang it, I only got five. Yes, I got five this week. Next week, I'm shooting for 20 again. But I got five this week, and that's five conversations I didn't have last week. That's fantastic. And that mental thing of saying, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm working to create a new habit every Friday to look back at the week and go, where were the wins? Little ones, big ones, whatever. Where were my wins? And acknowledging them and saying them to myself and writing them down and going, this was a win week because these things happened. And it's that focus, when you focus on the wins, they seem, more of that seems to just 
show up because that's where your focus is. Doesn't mean problems don't happen and it doesn't mean that stuck doesn't come back. But I think it's that mental shift around what does stuck feel like and am I actually stuck or am I just feeling stuck? There's a difference in the, in the two. Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> so, you know, and I think the other thing that came out of that conversation for me more than just like celebrating and talking about it was recognizing your resources, you know, which if you hadn't reached out to me to say, Hey, would you like to have a conversation? I probably wouldn't have reached out to you, even though you're in a group of, of humans I've worked with for six months and you are a, a resource to me and recognizing sometimes our resources are just the humans in our circle. It's not always money, you know, or, and sometimes our lack of resources are, are what humans are or aren't in our circle. And that we don't always see that this book that I'm, that's why I said this book I'm reading about start finishing talks about that resource part and says resources is not always just financial. It's also the humans and are the right humans in your circle. Um, you know, there's that adage about the five humans, your net worth is the, the worth of the five humans that are in your, the closest humans to you. And it's not just monetary. It's also emotional and mental and growth worth as well. Um, so I thought that was an interesting piece that came out of our conversation was, oh, oops, I'm not asking for help as I need it. That can also help me get that unstuck feeling is asking for the help. Yeah. And there's, there's, I, I do think as business owners, we tend to feel like we are on our own. Yeah. And, um, and in many ways, if you consider the larger population, we are plotting an independent course, right? And, yeah. and so there are, if, if you look at our, our wider culture, the percentage of entrepreneurs is relatively low. There are lots of small businesses, but there are lots more people. Yes. And so, so you can feel somewhat isolated, um, but there are a lot of resources out there for us. There are uh, web resources there, you know, the, the small business development council and, yep. and organizations like that, the small business association. Um, and then there are other professionals that do what you are not a specialist in yep. that you can work with to uh, overcome uh, the or, or deal with some of these uh, momentum blocking issues that you might have. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I, uh, I will say one of the things that I've noticed about not and I do it too, but you kind of notice what other what other humans do more than you notice about yourself sometimes is that, and you pointed this out, was that you're, you're saying the right things, but I don't see you actually taking the actions. So what is preventing you from just doing it, just putting on the class, just putting on the webinar, just making the video? What is actually stopping you? Is there a physical resource or is it just that you're scared, which is, you know, and sometimes just acknowledging the scared gets, it's like, oh, I, I am scared about making that video. Huh? Yep. What's that about? And just asking that, well, okay, I'm scared. And what if it's the thing that pushes that momentum forward? Yeah. Um, and, and, oh, I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, if it were, it's what I should be doing. 
Right. And, and, and you, when you, when you talk about it, you know, you bring up the idea of a video, people are very camera shy and, and as a rule. And, uh, when we, one thing to remember about a video, even in, even if you're going to do social media, unless you're live streaming, mm -hmm. you don't have to publish. Nope. Right. So you can put, you can put your, your camera in front of you and record an Instagram post and say, no, that didn't really do what I wanted. Um, now, of course you have to, eventually you have to publish. Seth Godin says, says artists, artists ship. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but he basically it's at some point you need to get your work out into the wider world. So that, um, and, and that's part of overcoming that fear and understanding that you're not going to speak to everyone who is in that greater audience. You know, if you're a, a small business owner and you sell um, bagels, not everyone is going to eat bagels nope. and that's okay. And, and not everyone is going to click with your personality on Facebook or Instagram or YouTube or whatever you do. And that's okay. Yeah. Right. Part of it is finding the people who really do connect with who, who we are and what we're trying to do with our business. Yeah. Um, I do a scuba live show every week. And um, now I've been live streaming long enough that I'm not afraid of live streaming, but yeah. I have been, mm -hmm. I have been very sure. afraid of live streaming. And, and so the process was, you know, I had to set everything up and, and, you know, an hour in advance and whatever, just to make sure that it, I could try to get everything sorted. Yep. Now I, I come up here 10 minutes before I do a show Yep. and, and, and do it. And that doesn't mean that stuff doesn't go wrong. Yeah. It means that I'm comfortable with the discomfort of stuff going wrong and that's, Absolutely. and that's okay. Absolutely. And so that's the other piece of it is as you're moving forward, um, like you said, if you're stuck around fear, that's perfectly understandable and you don't need to beat yourself up about it. You don't need to, um, overcome it. I hate the oh. whole concept of overcoming your fear is, is, um, to, to me, that is a disabling way of looking at it. Yep. Acknowledge that you're afraid, just hit the button anyway. You don't have to overcome your fear to hit the button. Yep. You just have to do the work mm -hmm. and maybe you'll get over your fear or maybe you will have a problem on Friday afternoon at two o'clock when you're doing a scuba live stream plug, um, <laughs> <laughs> where, you know, you're having, you, you say, okay, I'm going to have anxiety around that. I need to spend 10 minutes meditating before yep. I get there. I'm going to get through it. But but that's an important part of what I'm doing. Yeah. And it's 30 minutes a week that I have to just be comfortable with this comfort so that I can move my business forward. Yeah. And that's okay. It's totally okay. And I think the more you're willing to sit and work inside the discomfort, the faster you get it to comfortable. Because I will tell you what we're doing here, when we started six months ago, I was terrified to start doing live Q and A's. I cannot tell you how many people now are like, wow, you're really great on video, Megan. You're, you just feel natural and comfortable and I'm in, and you're engaging and you know what to do. And did you take classes? Did you practice? I'm like, 
I've been doing it for six months straight every single day because yep. it's how I, I knew the value of creating this content and the value it brought to the community I'm trying to build and the value that now I'm like, oh, I can monetize it. <laughs> that was where that revenue aha was like, you can get revenue from what you're already doing instead of trying to, you can build over here, but use what you're doing too. And again, use yep. that comfort, comfortable thing. But no, I go back and look at my first lives. Oh, they were awkward and weird. And I, I, I could tell that I was robotic and stiff. But willingness, and if it may not be video for you, maybe it's writing or public speaking or having sales conversations. Gosh, that's one of those for me. But, you know, and I don't say fail forward. I say flail forward because <laughs> it's not totally failing. Giving up is failing. That is failure. But flailing yeah. and flopping and going, wow, that sales conversation was bad. Okay, what did I learn? How could I do better next time? How could I recover it? it? It's all of that type of thing that you have to be in the uncomfortable to be able to find the comfort. And, oh, like I said, oh, my gosh, I'm good at video. Wow, I never, if I'd never had the gumption to go, okay, let's try it, I wouldn't have discovered that this was a talent I had. I just didn't know well, it. Yeah, and then the the once you're comfortable with one piece, then you can say, okay, now I can take discomfort to a new level somewhere else. else Where yeah. am I uncomfortable in my business or that would move it forward and and find a way to do it? The other thing about succeeding, and, and again, I'll go back to, you don't have to win that battle and be comfortable in front of the camera yep. or on the sales call. Yep. What you have to do is be able to get the work done and and move on in your business and move your business forward. Eventually, you know, maybe you can hire a salesperson sure. or a marketing person um, if you really don't want to do that in your business. But the point is that you can uh, pick the thing that, that you think you're going to get the most bang for your buck out of. And if it makes you uncomfortable, that's okay. Be uncomfortable, just get comfortable with discomfort, yep. which sounds like an oxymoron, but it really isn't. And move that piece forward until either you become comfortable with the process or you can uh you say it's worth it to me and i spend that 15 or 20 minutes or 30 minutes in discomfort for my business you know it could be talking to employees giving feedback to employees might be your discomfort zone yep um or or you know any number of things so yeah. um i do think there's it's important to to understand that part of running a business may never be comfortable yep. but that's okay yeah. it really 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 is just fine if you are not fluidly gung-ho and happy every with every piece of everything that you do at work yeah i i completely agree that that you know and that brings us really to a great closing point is that there is comfort in the discomfort because that is where growth happens when you sit in the discomfort and go, okay, I can, maybe it's uncomfortable, but I can, that's where the momentum and the growth starts happening. So Stephen, this has been a fantastic conversation. I am excited to get to post this out on our brand new blog, plug, <laughs> um, that just came out on Spotify on Friday. So I'm excited to get this episode out there because this will be a great episode to help people understand that 
there is comfort in the discomfort and that being in business is not always going to be a comfortable thing. But, and, you know, it's that, that part that actually really gets our businesses going forward. So thank Absolutely. you for joining me and I look forward to another fabulous conversation next Monday and hope you have a great rest of your day. My pleasure, Megan. We'll talk to you next week. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye.